It's going to be a fun game on Sunday between the Cowboys and the Bills. Two high-powered offenses. And the Bills lack the kryptonite to bring down the Cowboys. But the Cowboys might have the kryptonite to slow down Josh Allen and Buffalo. Let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here at 8 p.m. Central, excuse me, uh, here at Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor. And hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Uh, big game coming up, so welcome on a Wednesday night. Great night to talk Cowboys football, if you ask me. And tonight, I'm not going to get into like the matchups themselves, but rather three keys that could go a long way in defining what the outcome is in Week 15. Because just putting together my research and watching the film and digging up those stats that we like to dive into here on primetime there are like the storylines are very easy to find in my opinion and I'm gonna be honest with you guys I am expecting an offensive shootout between Dak Prescott and Josh Allen I know we just witnessed the Cowboys hold down the Eagles to six points of offense but that does have a lot to do with the fact that they had three first fumbles against them the Eagles actually were low-key clicking on offense but the reason why they were held to six points was the turnovers and then on top of that you took away the deep shots right that was why we've talked so much about Stefan Gilmore being potentially one of the MVPs of the game because he took away everything that AJ Brown threatened to do when Jalen Hurts was throwing downfield. He had a lot of catches, a lot of yards in total against Stephon Gilmore, but him taking away those deep shots really went a long way in slowing down Philly. But the Cowboys actually allowed over six yards per play, and we saw them allow 35 points against the Seattle Seahawks, and we saw Sam Howell do some damage to these Cowboys defense as well. Now, I'm not being, a, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not saying that, hey, the Cowboys are going to lose this game. But I am saying I do think Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now, is going to deal some damage on Sunday against this Cowboys uh, unit, especially for many reasons that we will dive into in a bit here. But just as a spoiler alert, this is no longer that, oh, they've got Stephon Dix and nobody else offense, right? Uh, they do have Dalton Kincaid very, very involved in their offense. They do have a very volatile Gabe Davis, but still a guy that can make some catches. Uh, they got back Dawson Knox. They're involving running back James Cook in all sorts of ways. He's making some catches downfield. It's going to be a fun game. And I've come to the conclusion that if the Cowboys are to win this game, it's going to be because they outscore the Bills, obviously, but I mean in an offensive shootout, right? They're going to have to see. Dak Prescott step up with the offense and beat the Bills 
in spite of the defense. Now, not saying that I expect the defense to be picked apart, but I do believe it's going to be that kind of game where it's a high-scoring scoreboard at the end of the game. And don't want to say the old-school cliche with the last quarterback to hold the ball type game, because it might not have come down to that. But I do want to say it might feel that close for like three quarters or something like that until one of these teams pulls away for whatever reason. So I'm excited about it for sure. Uh, let me dive into the comments here very quickly before though, before we get into the kryptonite that the Bills are lacking and why I believe the Cowboys could actually, could actually, you know, uh, beat the Bills. So let's get to this to this comments uh, section very quickly though. Here, shout out to Katharina. Shout out to Gregory, Mark, Aaron. We've got Toxic. Uh, I saw somebody talk about the Brazil game. The NFL announced that it was headed to Brazil next year. Even I think I'm not sure about the year though. I'm sorry about that. I didn't follow the news cycle very closely today uh, beyond just Cowboy stuff. But yeah, it is true. Jerry Jones also said that he's not really interested. In giving up a home game for that kind of a football game, uh, he did say if he does give up a home game, it's going to be to play in Mexico City, which makes a whole lot of sense because Mexico is filled with Cowboys fans. I should know. And on top of that, they've been in Mexico City. So there's some history there. It makes some sense to go there. So if the Cowboys do give up a home game, and they're likely going to give up one, at some point to play in Mexico because keep in mind we are living in the NFL era where one of the conferences gets an extra gleam each year and Jerry is very powerful obviously and he's going to call his shots I believe I still believe that uh, from a business side of things the NFL is supposed to have that authority to say hey you know what this game is being played in Mexico and you can throw a tantrum if you like, but it's going to be played in Mexico. So I do believe the league has some authority in there, but maybe that's some uh, that's me being naive in thinking that Jerry Jones doesn't have the ultimate say in that. Uh, but anyways, just a random thought right there before we dive into this thing. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. The Cowboys offense, let me give you some overall numbers for this very quickly. EPA per play-wise, we're talking about the second-best offense in the league in the Cowboys against the fourth-best offense in the league. Success rate-wise, Dallas is fourth. The Bills are third. If you look at just early-down offense, both are top five. If you look at third-down offense, both are top three. It is offensive juggernaut against offensive juggernaut. And the way that Josh Allen is playing, man, he would be in the MVP conversation if the Bills had a couple more wins. That's the kind of season he's having right now. You look at the big-time throws, and he's top 10 in the league. He's actually seventh. Dak is first. Turnover worth, uh, worth to play. He's not even that bad. With all the narrative about him throwing a pick every week, he's now up to a nine-game streak. With all of that conversation, he's still not throwing as many bad passes as people might make it out uh, you know, to be. And he's making up for it with those big-time throws. So... In fewer, in a few words, I expect the, this to be a quarterback battle between Dak and Josh Allen from the first until the fourth quarter. But anyways, within that battle, I believe there's something that the Bills lack that you need to bring down the Cowboys offense. 
And this is where I want to say, man, I am done downplaying it. We are done saying, you know what? It could be a good streak. It could be this. It could be that. This is the second best offense in the NFL. Talking about the Cowboys here. If it weren't for the ultra-efficient 49ers, gotta give them some respect, I guess, they would be the best offense in the NFL right now. And the way that Dak Prescott is playing, he's been the best 2023 quarterback this season by a mile, in my opinion, which I believe is 90% of his MVP case because we know about the record. We know about them likely being a wildcard team. So this is the second best offense in the league. And I believe they've got the talent with C.D. Lamp and Jake Ferguson and Brandon Cooks to really challenge even a good secondary that is able to be physical against them and all that. And I'm not saying that the Bills have that. I'm saying that I believe if you are to take it to the Cowboys offense, you better be ready to pressure a whole lot and pressure with four guys. Defensively speaking, pressure the quarterback. I'm not sure that the Bills have that. They have some names, which is a little bit misleading. They've got Gregory Rousseau. They've got uh, Leonard Floyd, who is actually surprisingly up to nine and a half sacks now. Uh, He's playing fewer snaps, and maybe that's been able to keep him a little bit more fresh for some of these plays. They do have Ed Oliver, one of the best defensive tackles in the league right now. They've also lost a lot of players, right? Uh, They've lost Chuck Lawson with two injury. They've lost uh, Daquan Jones to injury, one of the best tackles and most underrated ones, in my opinion. They do have Von Miller, but the situation with Von Miller right now is a little bit shaky. Not, (laughs) I mean, there's the domestic violence stuff, which obviously sucks. And, It brings up so many mixed feelings about the situation. But Von Miller played, what was it? Last week, Von Miller played in 36% of the defensive snaps against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't know if you saw that game, but if you did, and if you focused on the way that Von Miller was playing, man, it was not pretty. He was not himself be it because of the off the field issues or injuries or just overall rustiness, Von Miller is far from the guy that you think he is right now. Did have some moments, especially in that final drive between the Chiefs and the Bills. So you might still be scared about him turning it up in the least convenient moment of the game. But this is not a pass rush that should scare Cowboys fans and the Cowboys themselves. Uh, Even with Leonard Floyd doing what he's done and being a top 20 player in pass rush win rate, the Bills are 24th in that category in the NFL. You look at their pressure rate and it varies from website to website, but they're usually hovering around 15th in the league. So decent, but not really anywhere close to like what the Philadelphia Eagles can do with their defensive line or the, you know, San Francisco 49ers can do. And defensively speaking, they're just like an average team. I don't want to say that they're bottom 12 and they're a defense that sucks, but they're more than anything, they're average, right? And I think most of the reason why they can't really get to the QB is because 
Yes, they do have these players that we know very well, Gregory Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, Ed Oliver, but they lack the players to rotate them with. So yeah, Leonard Floyd is kind of killing it, but he's also playing about half a half uh, 50% of the snaps, excuse me. So it's kind of this situation where I just don't know if the way that the Cowboys offense is protecting up front, especially over the last few weeks, is gonna allow the Bills to do enough for the coverage to hold up. Now, the coverage is a whole other story, and I'm going to get to that. But when I say that the Bills lack the kryptonite to really bring down the Cowboys, I'm talking about the pass rush. I think Dak Prescott is going to be working from a comfortable pocket. They might be helping out Turin Steele in pass pro like we talked about last night with some of the clips with Jake Ferguson helping out and Rico Dowdle helping out and Pollard and all that. But ultimately... I do believe Prescott is going to be working from a clean pocket most of the game. And if you do that, I don't see the way that this Cowboys offense is stopped, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm at that point where I am not doubting the Cowboys offense against any defense other than maybe the 49ers because there's a lot of history there and you got to give them that respect. But we've seen them go up against the Eagles and they've burned them. We've seen them go up against quality defense, even with, you know, what's the word that I could use to not use a bad word? Uh, crappy defenses, right? Excuse me, crappy records, but good defenses, like shout out the New York Jets, for example. And I know it was a different offense. Imagine what they could do now with the way that they revamped the attack to that defense. So, in other words, man, I expect the Cowboys to have time to throw the football. And then we can get into the coverage here. They did trade for Rasul Douglas, who is a very good cornerback. I'm not sure that Sean McDermott would have him travel with C.D. Lamb. That's something that I am very intrigued about. Because the Bills have their guy at nickel. And that is Tehran Johnson. At number seven, that is the guy that has been playing nickel for a long time already with the Bills. And I would expect him to man the nickel when necessary. But I don't know if the Bills are going to get in that mood where they're... Because he's good, too. Uh, I don't know if that they will have Rasul Douglas really shadow CeeDee Lamb wherever he goes. But it's a, you know, again, solid group of cornerbacks. But I think CeeDee gets open against these guys. I think Brandon Cooks can really challenge somebody like Kristen Benford, the second-year guy who really made up for the Bills absolutely striking out with Kair Elam, their their first-round pick from last year. Basically, they get Christian Brentford in the sixth round, and he's been their guy while Kair Elam was a healthy scratch for a long, long time before being injured. So at linebacker, they do have some guys, and then obviously they've got Jordan Poyer. Uh, they had some guys, obviously, at safety. But overall, this defense, I do think, EPA and DVOA and all those numbers really prove what they are. And that is 14th in EPA per play, 12th in success rate, more or less an average unit that can make plays. Uh, I don't think Sean McDermott is being super creative with the blitzes either. So yeah, I don't see that kryptonite on that side of the ball. And I this is my way of saying the Cowboys offense is past struggling against this type of defenses anymore, in my opinion. You got to have that something in the trenches 
to really make Dak Prescott uncomfortable nowadays with the way that they've been playing. Now, granted, this is without taking into account the weather of the game. And shout out to Jose Hernandez, who right now is actually asking in the chat, how is the weather going to affect the passing game? That is perhaps the biggest question about this game. According to projections, it's not expected to be freezing cold or rainy or snowy. So we're not going to get any of what we got in week 15 in Buffalo last year when they played the Bills and fans were throwing snowballs at the players in the end zone. We're not going to get any of that, which is a massive W for the Cowboys. However, wind is expected. Wind is weird to really project. I've seen many like research studies where they're like, hey, you know what? It's got to be big time wind for it to really affect the passing game. So I believe it's kind of going to be like one of those things that it's going to matter as much as the coaching staff makes it out to matter, right? So the Bills, I can guarantee you, they're going to want to throw the football. And I say that with confidence because we saw them go to Philly with the rain, with wind, and they had Josh Allen swinging the ball around. And uh, that makes me think that they're not going to be stopped from throwing the football. The question becomes then, is Mike McCarthy deterred from being aggressive on this one? I wouldn't want to see that from them. I would be a little bit disappointed if they do. At least they got to try it out. If, you know, if the wind is terrible come game day and you just can't do it, well, I obviously would understand them not doing it. And then I do believe we would be in trouble because the Cowboys are not as good at running the football as the Bills are, as surprised as that might make you. We know the Bills is this passing offense that wants to throw the football every chance they get, but low-key, they've been getting better at running the ball. They're actually top five rushing offense in about every advanced metric that you want to bring up. EPA, success rate, all that. They are good at running the football. And they are also good on early downs, which is mostly where the Cowboys have struggled to get their run game going. We saw them be a little bit better at running the ball against Philly. We saw a lot of double teams up front that ended up working quite well for Dallas. Uh, But it is kind of volatile still, in my opinion. It isn't that every time they give Tony Pollard the ball, he's going to be picking up four yards and four yards and four yards. It is that maybe he's running a little bit angrier and making it work a little bit better. Uh, But I still have my questions about the Cowboys rushing offense. If possible, they got to make it about the passing game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's flip the conversation here a little bit. Because we've already talked about, okay, when Dak is on their center, can the Bills really affect him? Let's flip it a little bit here. Because boy, oh boy, I was I was surprised about this one. The Bills have had a bad offensive line for a few years now. So I was pretty surprised when I went through the Ben Baldwin offensive line composite rankings and saw that pass protection-wise, the Bills are the best in the NFL. And the Cowboys, for context, are ranked 14th in that area. Now, these composite rankings... Really, what it does, it is uh, it merges 
pro football focuses grades with sports info solutions data and ESPN data, right? Because they do the pass rush win rate and all that. The Cowboys are around league average pass protection wise. They're actually fourth run blocking, uh, but the Bills are the best there is in the NFL protecting Josh Allen. Now you might ask yourself, hey, wait a minute. That doesn't really make sense with what the usual storyline is because we do know that Josh Allen is very good at evading pressure and he's always doing it and he's working his magic. But the tape, I believe, it holds up, man. Deion Dawkins is doing a good job at left tackle. Uh, they've got Brown at right tackle. They've got Mitch Morse, who's been very good, a very good center for a while now, obviously. Uh, they are the team that landed rookie guard out of Florida, Osiris Torrance. So they've got some players, man. They've got some guys up front. And Josh Allen, I don't want to say that he's the quickest gunslinger in the NFL. Now I'm just curious, and I'm going to look up what the time to throw is for Josh Allen. But just anecdotally, I wouldn't describe him as this Aaron Rodgers-esque quick game type QB. He can extend some plays, though. He's actually the 10th quarterback that takes the longest time to throw. So that's not bad, though, by the way. I'm just going to say that. I'm not criticizing him for it. Uh, but he is indeed not that a player that is just getting it out and getting it out and getting it out. Because uh, he does like to extend plays. He does like to look for the big play. And mind you, he will be successful as at, at finding those plays. I am very, very aware that, hey, when we get to Sunday, you better be ready for, for Josh Allen making some crazy plays. Uh, even if it's a bad day offensively for them, he's still going to make some wild throws that are going to leave us, you know, with our mouth opens open, excuse me, because yeah, we're going to, we're going to see one of the best QBs in the NFL right now. Uh, all that being said though, you look at the pass pro numbers, they all hold up. You look at the tape, they hold up second half though of the, of the Kansas city chiefs game. They struggled against something specifically that they're going to face against the Cowboys. And I'm talking about Steve Spagnuolo's crazy designs to generate pressure. That's the Chiefs defensive coordinator who is famously one of the best and most math coaches in the league. He is aggressive. He wants to rush the passer. He wants to send pressure. And Dan Quinn. I'm not going to say that in every sense is like Steve Spagnuolo in that way, but he is very aggressive and he will blitz Josh Allen and he will do stunts and he will do all sorts of crazy stuff with his Micah Parsons led group of defensive linemen. Because yeah, we, we, we talk about Micah as if he were a defensive lineman in this show. We don't talk about him as a linebacker because uh, he's not. Anyways, I think that that is something that we saw the Bills struggle with. You look at the Bills' offense against the Chiefs back in week 14, and they scored six points in the second half. And that was because Spagnuolo got to Josh Allen. I don't have the numbers actually right now, but let me try to find them very quickly. So for the game and for the entire game, Josh Allen was sacked not that much just three times, 
But if we go to like the pressures, I'm very curious to see what we find here. It's just the, the second half that I would really point out. Uh, but it's 34 pressures. 34 pressures for the Chiefs. And that's seven pressures from Chris Jones. And I know that the Cowboys do not have Chris Jones, but they do have Oza. They had uh, six pressures for Charles Omenihu, five for George Karlaftis. Mike Dana had another five. So, you know, Nick Bolton, the linebacker, and he would have to be coming from depth when he blitzed, right, from the linebacker position. He had three pressures himself. Trent McDuffie with the cornerback blitzes because, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy is crazy. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo is. He had, <laughs> Trent McDuffie had three... <laughs> Three pass rushing snaps, so he had three blitzes. <laughs> I, I just enjoy that. I enjoy that because, hear me out, man. I'm going to keep going here for a minute. I enjoy looking at these numbers. Trent McDuffie had three pass rushing snaps. The Chiefs' top cornerback was blitzing like crazy. <laughs> Chamari Corner, who is a safety, had two blitzes himself. And then I think, uh, what else here? Justin Reed had three pass rushing snaps himself. Jadarius's need had uh, two pressures himself. No, two pass rushing snaps himself. So multiple cornerbacks and multiple safeties with multiple blitzes. That's what I'm talking about with Steve Spagnuolo. Uh, Dan Quinn gets into his looks a little bit differently. I don't think that we see Dan Quinn blitz a lot with the cornerbacks. But we are going to see the Cowboys, in my opinion, be able to really make Josh Allen uncomfortable. And the mismatch... Beneath the mismatch here is Dan Quinn against Joe Brady. Dan Quinn, with all of his experience, with all that he's done in his third year with the Cowboys, knowing what he has in place against Joe Brady, who straight up just took over the offense a few weeks ago when Ken Dorsey was fired, because that was the original offensive coordinator of the Bills. And it seemed to me when watching the replay of that game that at one point it was just too much for Joe Brady and the Bills offense. And that's why the Chiefs actually started coming back to get to the to a position where they could win the game. And then, you know, hell broke loose and we saw Patrick Mahomes just implode on the sidelines and all that. So... I'm excited about that. I'm not going to lie. I think that that's the mismatch that I will be looking for when the game comes around. I think that if you're thinking about the the matchup that could really tilt things in the Cowboys' favors, especially on the road, it's going to be that. It's going to be Dan Quinn finding ways to beat the top offensive line, pass, pass protection-wise, and it might be through a very aggressive blitzing and very aggressive uh plan with the stunts and everything that they do. Chris Jones, seven pressures. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Ozo Digisuwa might take a little flyer on him taking the sack, on him uh, having a sack on the game. Maybe that's going to be the prop bet of the game. Just just saying. Let's see here. 681 boys and Spax brings the kitchen sink. Man, Spax is so fun. I really like him, and I enjoy watching him coach defense. Jose here says, uh, Dan Quinn does like to blitz with Wilson and Lewis. And he does bring everyone. We've seen him blitz with Jaron Kears and all that. But I would be surprised if he, if, if like the 
cornerback pass rushing snaps are anywhere close between the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And this is the thing about your comment, Jose. You make me curious, man. <laughs> so now I got to go go check this out. Uh, so pass rushing snaps. So just to give you an example, I'm going to go with cornerbacks only. Because Jaron Kears and all those, we know, we know they rush a lot. So just for context, Jaron Kears is 27, for example. Wilson does have a 13, and Malik Hooker has six. Jordan Lewis has four, and Dayron Bland has three, right? And if we go to the Chiefs and we look at their cornerbacks, Stephon Gilmar, I think, has anyone, any uh, sort of blitzes. Jadarius Nid has 14. Trent McDuffie has 50. That's <laughs> just insane. Oh, man, he's crazy. I love that guy. <laughs> Toxic says, for those who want a TLDR, Mo basically is saying that the Bills are chick. Our chicks. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that at all. I think it's one of those games where if it is, if it goes the Bills' way, it's because Josh Allen had a monster game. But all I'm saying is, man, I think that the Cowboys have the tools to actually go out there and win this game, even though they're underdogs, which is a surprise to many people. Might be one of those situations where, hey, either the books really like the Bills or. It's a sale high spot for Buffalo where, you know, you just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But then it would be a little bit weird because it would also be a sale high spot for Dallas who just beat the Philadelphia Eagles by 20 freaking points, you know. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, when you are a favorite by less than three points at your home, it means that it's as close as it can get. It is Close to a pick'em. So weird game for sure. I agree with Toxic here, who says that spread is weird. And that might raise a flag for me. I'm just, I'm, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why the spread is plus two and a half, but I can say my inner gambler and my objective self does that raise a flag for me. It is like the sports book really sports books really like the 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 bills that much. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, let's see some more of your comments. I appreciate you, Jose. He says, uh, this is a great show. I appreciate it. Catherine says, I believe we got this. We are playing awesome right now. And that's that's just as simple as it gets, right? Cam says, interceptions coming. And even though Josh Allen is 11th in the NFL in turnover-worthy play rate, you know, with first being the lowest, being Dak Prescott, it does seem like an interception is coming the Cowboys' way just because Josh Allen does throw that play, has done so for nine straight games. So you would assume that the Cowboys are going to get a chance. And if we know something about the Cowboys is that they are going to make the most of it. So even with the numbers indicating that that's an overblown storyline, yeah, I would bet in a, on a Cowboys pick for sure. For sure. Uh, Justin says, Christmas coming. They want us to have free money. Cowboys plus two and a half is easy money. Oh, yeah. It's the odds makers being like, yeah, man, take the money line, take the plus money, and happy Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. 681 boys says, we got a great chance. Not the same team last time we played against Josh Allen. Oh, man. 2019. 2019, I suffered, man. 2019, that Bills game on Thursday. It wasn't on Thursday, right? 
Was it on Thanksgiving? That was a that was a very very not fun game. Is that the last time though that they faced them? Because uh, I might be tripping here. No, it has to be right. 19, and then you got 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. So uh, that was not fun. I remember that as one of the most frustrating games that I've seen in the last five years. The 2019 loss to the Bills. I just remember being so incredibly frustrated by the whole thing. Anyways, uh, Jose Hernandez says, do you trust our kicker? Yes, I don't, have to, I don't have to finish reading that question. I do trust him. I do trust him with my life. No, I'm just kidding. Good question here from Jose. Uh, do we trust Aubrey to make a 50-yard field goal in that weather? As much as I was kidding about, yes, trusting him, I do think he's earned it. Like, if it's a situation where you cannot go for it, if it's short yardage, I would much rather go for it. But if if we're talking about a situation where it's like for the nine and you can kick a 50-yard field goal, heck yeah. Heck yeah, give me Brandon Aubrey, man. Jimmy says, I was there. It was over in the third. Ugh. Ugh, I don't even want to keep thinking about that game, guys. Let, let's move on here. Uh, one more thing, and this would be the third key of the game that we get into tonight. It's red zone. It's the red zone offense and red zone defense. Because as close as these two teams are in terms of moving the ball and moving the chains and all of that, as close as they are, there's one stat that really separates them and that really could matter on Sunday a whole lot if the Cowboys do not bring their A game. And I'm talking about red zone efficiency. So far, the Bills have the second best red zone offense in terms of converting their red zone trip into a touchdown. The Cowboys are all the way down at 15. Now, they've been climbing back from that hole that they dug themselves in early in the season. They've been slowly climbing back from it. Uh, red zone offense is surely getting better. But I think the Bills do have the edge there. And I'm not exactly sure why. It might be because Josh Allen is indeed a beast. But I'm nervous about that one. Especially because the Cowboys like to play man coverage. We know that. Josh Allen is running the ball a little bit more. And you know that Josh Allen likes to run the ball when he is near the end zone. So if you're playing man coverage, man, in the red zone, and Josh Allen just wants to take advantage of you at that point, I'm going to get nervous because I could see the Bills being very successful when they're in that scoring position. I could see it. I could see it. I'm not going to lie. With the Cowboys, I could also see them beat the Bills defense, but I can also not point to a number that tells me that throughout the season they've been consistently doing it because they're getting better, but it's not like even if you filter out some of the most recent weeks, that they are one of the best red zone offenses in the NFL. In fact, let's try to go ahead and do that. I'm not sure if I can do that from the runningbacksdon'tmatter.com page, uh, but I am going to try. So, yeah, I can do that. So if we look at starting at the bye week, right? So that would be week seven after the bye week. The Cowboys red zone offense, oh, it's actually fourth in the NFL. So that's good to know. (laughs) 
So we can we can uh, really just fix that comment very quickly. They're actually scoring. God damn, I did not expect that one. 68%. 68% touchdown rate for the Cowboys when they do get to the red zone. Holy smokes. Good thing that we thought about that one out loud. That makes me feel much, much better. The Bills are actually all the way at 13th, if you look at from the weeks from week seven on. And that seems relevant too, because Ken Dorsey was fired and now it's Joe Brady. I'm starting to feel better about this game already, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys red zone offense looking better than I expected. I'm not even gonna lie. Now, some of that also might be a little bit, you know, I don't want to say that's uh I don't want to suggest at all that the Cowboys are stat padding or anything like that. I don't want to sound like an Eagles content creator, uh, but they did win three for three against the Eagles, so that's good. Uh, I was thinking they went, what did they go against the Eagles? Four for eight, which is, they had eight red zone trips against the Seahawks. Holy smokes. Man, that's crazy. Anyways, point here is red zone offense going to be a key to the game for sure. Joe Brady and the Bills are going to bring their A game. The Cowboys need to bring their A game too. Not going to lie, man. I thought it was going to be a little bit different when we looked at it from the bye week on. I'm glad we did look at it. The Cowboys look ready for this one. I'm leaning Cowboys. Spoiler alert. I am leaning Cowboys. And tomorrow, we will close out the conversation about this game with our previous show. I am excited to get into it. We're going to talk about our best bet of the of the week. I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing with that one yet because I like two potential bets. One on the spread side of things and one on the total side of things. I'm excited about that. And just to say goodbye... Shout out to all of you in the chat, especially Katharina, who says there's 46 people in here and there's only 26 likes. What is up with that? So do me a favor and hit the thumbs up for me if you enjoy the show. Uh, Remember, we are live every Thursday, every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. And also shout out to the podcast audience. Much love to you guys. Uh, Appreciate you for listening to the show. And just for fun, Mark Aaron says, Mo. Did your brother got any, get any sleep last night? Uh, fortunately, yeah, he actually did. I went to see my niece again today. I cannot tell you how fun that is, man. I, I'm, I knew I was going to be excited, but I didn't know I was going to be this excited about being an uncle. So happy, happy Wednesday to you guys, and I will see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central, and we'll talk some Cowboys bills because, man, game of the week. For sure. See you guys.